Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Forbidden Speech, The Raw Truth, with your host, Christina Rivera. In this savvy broadcasting series, we delve into hot topics affecting us all. With cancel culture and big tech censoring any opposing ideas and thoughts outside of mainstream ideology, it has become more important than ever that we tell the raw truth about everything from U.S. world politics, COVID, Christianity, and everything in between. We invite all points of view to come and share their perspective honestly and respectfully. Hi, Brian Rodolfi. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting's Forbidden Speech, The Raw Truth. We're very grateful to have you here today. And this particular series deals with topics that we really need to touch on that might be a little sensitive, but we need to bring to the forefront and have honest dialogue and conversation together on these topics so that we can move and grow forward as a world and country, but, and you've written a very interesting book called Chains of Slavery. It is a fiction book, but very much talking about a lot of stuff that's come to be in the present, as we just touched on before we went live here. Um, but before we go to share your, um, you've written a number of books, but before we go to share some of the chains of slave, chains of slavery lessons, I'd like for you to share with our audience, like what brought you to even write the book? Uh, first off, thanks for having me on. Um, I wrote the book because uh, I thought that would be the best venue to to get this message out. That instead of it just being a treatise or a, you know a, a nonfiction, I thought maybe a story with information that people can use and and people can learn from the book or learn from the story instead of just presenting facts in a nonfiction way. So I thought I, I would make an entertaining book alongside a book that gives you facts of how we got to where we are and where we're going if we stay on the current course. Yeah, it's interesting because to the how it starts is there's there's people who are in jail and the one guy begins to break it down for him and say, 
you know, here's where we are and here's the cautionary tale where we can end up. And one thing I really pulled from is one of the characters says slavery started a chain of events that caused America to go full circle. Slavery for one group of people produced slavery for all people. And it's interesting when I read that um, because I thought, you know, that's why I keep saying to people who kind of have this idea of hate speech, let's cancel this group. I don't like that ideology. We should only have this ideology. And I'm thinking by shutting down a group of individuals or people you don't agree with, for one, hate speech is what? It's just speech. But thereby, eventually, it'll be your speech because who's the arbiter of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable? Yeah, that's the thing is if you take a right away from one person, you've taken away from everybody. So even if it's things you don't like, you have to allow people to do it because it could be you next, as you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and also it doesn't mean that in a, in a civil society, we don't have certain rules like, you know, we've always had you can't murder your neighbor or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but the idea of like uh, certain ideas or thoughts or words or or ideas are the only acceptable ones or the ones in this box. Uh, I mean, that just puts everyone in a dire situation because one day it'll be your thoughts, words that are in a box. And and we don't want that. We want to be able to express ourselves and have real dialogue and conversation together. Yeah, I, I think the tyranny pretty much began with political correctness because mm -hmm. even though it wasn't illegal to say certain things, people were were driven away from saying certain things. Yeah. Not, not because necessarily you would be punished you know, by law, but mm. you would be ostracized or, or potentially, you know, uh, maybe fired or something. But that's where it started. Now we're getting to a whole new phase where you get, you know, these uh, mm -hmm. the government actually wants to, by law, limit speech. So yeah. we've not, we've gone on to the next level. And it, it's been kind of an ever growing bit by bit process. I, I remember uh, a number of years ago it, being in a my corporate job and I was uncomfortable to say Merry Christmas because it was like oh say happy holidays it just sounds better you might offend some people who don't celebrate Christmas I'm like well if they don't then uh, what's the harm of me saying Merry Christmas I, I you know it's so it, I I remember holding myself back saying mm, maybe I shouldn't say Merry Christmas yeah that's what I'm talking about first it starts with you know should I say Merry Christmas now we're getting to the point where you call uh, a, a woman or she and mm -hmm. she doesn't want to be called she he you can get in trouble now for using the wrong pronoun so yeah, yeah it started with merry christmas and that kind of thing now we're getting to you know you can actually be punished by law for mm -hmm. telling the truth yeah and it's kind of nutty because the thing is now it leaves you in a very slippery slope i had seen a video yesterday where it was put forth to corporate companies that uh, put he, him, she, her, whatever, or whatever pronouns you desire, so that when the person emails you, they know how to address you and there won't be any confusion. I'm like, in the past, I saw your name is Christina. I would just say her. I wouldn't even have to be like, oh, let me look down at the below. It says he, her, or, you know, whatever. So, I mean, it just leaves us all being uncomfortable. Like, how do we just come... How do we just treat each other like human beings? And now it, it, what bothers me most, Brian, and tell me your perspective, is that it puts everyone to teeny, teeny boxes. Like you're the, you know, you're the gender she or you're black or you're white. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm not just female. I'm just not a um, white person. I am like, who you are as an essence of your human person isn't just in these teeny boxes, if you know what I mean. 
Yeah, but, but I think the problem is they're redefining things. So mm. you, we used to go by definitions, you know, yeah. by you know, you by biological truths and that kind. But now they're because of relativism, you don't know what's up and down anymore. So mm. if you see a dog and and the dog and somebody's offended that you call the dog a dog, you could get in trouble now. You know, say in their mind it's a cat. You know, uh-huh. even though by by definition, you know, uh, it's a dog. And so that that's the scary thing is there's a you're being punished not not, not for being violent or being mm-hmm. offensive you're being punished for telling the truth now yeah. which is very convoluted it is because and I, I know I've heard my truth it's her truth but the thing is if we're all operating under it's my relative universe and it's whatever I perceive in my universe then how do we all jive together because we will all have a different perspective so how do we even live life if you know your perspective is this and mine is counter that and like how do we have what we have before as you said we had all one we had definitions that we all agreed upon and if we don't agree on any definition how do we go forward as a society yeah it, it all unravels when you don't have truth anymore i mean it it cuz this didn't happen you know overnight this this started yeah. with relativism mm-hmm. and it just evolved and then it becomes now where in the book I talk about the the, the paradox of tolerance where uh, to, they can only tolerate tolerance until it until it gets in the way of their dogma so now you have a tyranny which mm. imposes truth on everybody I don't know if that makes sense but uh, yeah. but yeah you, you it's not really tolerance in the to, in the absolute sense where you tolerate all views you tolerate what what you can tolerate as long as it doesn't get in the way of their ideology. And so yeah. anything that's outside of their ideology, they don't tolerate anymore. Well, you know, it is, it's quite confusing because whose ideology are we going to go with? Like, which yeah, is exactly. the right and correct one? Today, it could be this, tomorrow is another one. So it, not deciding as a whole, as a people, what this is what we all are going to agree on. And it's not going to shift from day to day. Now we know a starting point. If we don't have a starting point, then as you said, it completely unravels. Now, the interesting thing about this tyranny that we're talking about right here, right now, is it's different in the past when you said had maybe a government overseer where you knew who your, how do you say it, uh, who the um, dictators were, because you could put a face on them. But now if everyone's just living like in their own individual kind of universe, we don't really have a face to the dictator. It's like almost everyone is dictating over someone else. Yeah, it's a, it's a dictatorship of, of chaos, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's not like I said. You're right. It, before you knew who the who 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 to avoid, you know, you would stay away it's from Stalin. The, it's Hitler. Yeah, you, you, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you don't even know if you're if you're offending anybody. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. it's like I said. It's very subjective. It's it's a subjective tyranny where people. It's you know, it's not based on you know you, you get out of line or we're going to punish you. It's you offended this guy, we're going to punish you. But you didn't offend it. But you offended this guy. And you don't get punished, you know. So it's all it's it still boils down to an ideology. It's it's yeah. a left wing tyranny, you know. They're they're weeding out all all the opposition to their to their way of thinking. It it, yeah. it really does boil down. It's still Stalinism and yeah and Marxism, but they're just doing it in a different way. They're they're instead of throwing you into a gulag, mm-hmm. they're they're going to cancel you. They're going to they're going to fire you. You know. So yeah. it's a, it's a less violent, but in the end, it's just as dangerous. 
Oh yeah, because uh, you can't exist in, in exactly. society. Um, and it, it's sad, like I've said uh, earlier to us getting started with this interview, I've had friends that say, well, I don't like a certain type of comedy or whatever. And, and I said to her, but who gets to be the arbiter of the correct comedy? Because one day it could be the comedy you do enjoy or you know the thoughts you do enjoy. So, you know, it's, it's a very dangerous. What is your idea of how we backtrack and, and get to more normal society where we're not just trying to cancel each other and see only a certain thought or beliefs as the only right thoughts? How, how do we go backward and backtrack out of this? Well, I think you, you, you have to go back to being able to tell the truth without mm -hmm. consequence. I mean, if you lie, that's liable. Yes, you're, you're, you're liable for that. Mm -hmm. But if you say something that's provably true, you shouldn't be punished for that. And I think we, we have to get back to the government protecting everyone's rights. So whether the government agrees with the speech or it doesn't agree with it, they got to protect everyone's rights. You can't have a two-tier system of justice like you have now where some mm -hmm. people are, are punished for offensive comments and other people are not. I mean, it, so it, it, like I said, it, it's still a tyranny of ideology. Mm -hmm. It's just the methodology is different. So we, we got to get back to just weights and just balances where everybody's treated the same, you know, and you can't, you can't be prosecuted because you're Republican yeah. and not prosecuted because you're a Democrat. We have to get back to mm -hmm. just weights and just balances. Yeah. And, and I, I think for, you know, when I talk to a lot of people on the street and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with, say, the tyranny of thought and word. But, you know, if whatever I have to do to make things calm and balanced, because I think most people just don't want to rock the boat. They're like, hey, if I don't say. Merry Christmas, I say happy holidays. What's the big deal? But I, I don't, I think what people don't realize is that it just, it becomes a bigger and bigger snowball that you really have to start taking a stand and holding your representatives accountable and, and just speak up when it becomes, you know, like at work, you you can't say Merry Christmas to a coworker because you'll get in trouble. I, I think you have to honestly say, okay, this is, I'm going to speak honestly and here's how I feel and not be stunted to not tell the truth. Because I think the more we let it go and say, well, I just want to make everyone feel okay. Let me just, you know, do what they want or whatever the prevailing, you know, status quo thought is. Um, because it like, I, what, I, what I'm saying here is it snowballs to the point where then you can't speak at all. Yes. Yeah, I, I think when I was younger in school, we studied the, the Nazis and the Bolsheviks. And you mm -hmm. say, well, how do these people allow this to happen? Mm -hmm. Now I understand it's fear. Once you become afraid, that's usually when the, that's when the tyranny starts. It could start small, but you know, it doesn't, you don't go from freedom to tyranny overnight. It's people are afraid to do something. They're afraid to, to speak. They're afraid mm -hmm. to act, you know, and that that's where it begins. And we got to stop being afraid to say what is true. Yeah. And I think, if, I think if people do that, I think what we can reverse this trend because they're really not as strong as people think. No, it's really it's really a tyranny of a, of a very small group of people. And if if everybody says no, we're not we're not going to play the game anymore. I'm going to tell like it is. If you do, if we do that, we can reverse the course. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, a number of years ago, I was riding the subway in New York, and there was someone getting abusive to someone else. Just being verbally abusive, they weren't hitting them, but they just kept carrying on and. Uh, 
And I was just like, whoa, this has got to stop. So no one was saying anything. You know how, I don't know if you've been to New York, but most people were just like, if I just mind my own business and don't pay attention, it will go away. Um, but this is a quite packed train. And it seemed, by the way, this one person was carrying on verbally abusive that was going to escalate to violence. And so um, I, I just said, hey, whoa, take it outside. If you got a problem, speak it outside. Take this outside. We don't need to hear this in the morning that we're all going to work stressed. <laughs> And, you know, immediately me piping up and saying that the rest of the train started to ban and be like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Take it outside. We're... Uh, but it took me just saying and pointing out like, hey, this, this is uncalled for. If you yeah, both right. have a beef, take it out in the, pa uh, in the patio, <laughs> on the platform and talk it out reasonably. We, we all don't need to be part of your screaming and hollering match. Um, but they did. They took it outside and, and you know, and we went about our, to, to work. But it's interesting how sometimes if people get past their fear of being able to speak freely, other people are like, oh, yeah, that's right. I agree. But it often just takes that one person just standing up and, and telling the truth. Yeah, exactly. It, it takes one person to break the ice. Yeah. And then usually because people, some people are going to just do it and other people are going to wait for somebody else to do it first. Yeah, I remember when I was in college, you know, I, I used to, a lot of the professors, you know, I, I didn't agree with what they were saying. So I would, I would tell them I don't agree. Mm -hmm. And then after class, people come up to me and say, you know, I agree with you, but I just don't want to say anything. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it takes somebody just, just tell it like it is, you know, if somebody's, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what they're saying is false point it out you know yeah. it, it doesn't you know and, it, and if you suffer the consequence i think people will notice that and they'll say you know maybe i should stand up with this person and yeah yeah absolutely and sometimes it gets to deeper than that there was a, a gal i know who uh worked around here and her job was pushing her to get the vaccine um the covid vaccine and she had had a negative side effect when she herself went just personally to get it because uh, she was worried about getting covid and uh so she had um i don't know what you call when your heart gets enlarged but she had some negative side effects so mm -hmm. anyway when her job said okay everyone needs to get a second booster or whatever she said hey um i kind of almost died so i'm gonna pass this time and they're like no 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 everyone needs to do it or you're gonna be let go and and she's like no, no no i can't um but by her you know going to hr and then showing the doctor's note she was able to well not have to take a second shot and you know maybe end up hurting herself more um but she also got some other people who had issues or fears to be addressed and so i think it was it was great that she felt um, strong enough to talk about her fear because just to go along, to get along and be like, well, I'll just take the second. Hopefully this one won't kill me um, is not the way you want to go, because in her case, uh, she really had a, a very negative side effect for the first time around. Oh, yeah, I can understand. You definitely don't want to get a another shot if uh, something like that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad she spoke up because in, in cases like that, it might not just be a negative side effect where you get a write up because you said something um, that maybe some people didn't feel comfortable with. But in her case, you know, if she didn't speak up and just said, I'm just going to go along to get along because I just want to keep my job. She could very well, well, not have a job at all because she's going to be six feet under. And, you know, that that's not worth it. Um, no job's worth that. So you know, being you've written your book, what do you hope that will be the number one message that people take away? Um, well, what I want people to learn is, is that basically history just repeats itself. And mm -hmm. so we're on, we're on a course that others have been on in the past. And if we continue on this course, we're just going to suffer just like them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're going to have a, you're going to have a government that's just going to tell you what to do. And you're really, 
if they take over all the power, there's not going to be anything you can do about it. I mean, for a very long time. So I'm saying just learn the lessons of history. Don't, don't make the same mistakes. And there's still a chance to, to avoid the pitfall. So I'm just saying, that's why I want people to know how we got to where we are. So about 80% of the book is, is a history lesson telling how we got to where we are. And the other 20% it, it is a prediction about the future, which a lot has come to pass actually over the past few years. Mm-hmm. So I would say just become more learned, you know, understand what's going on. No, a lot of people don't know how the, the, our system of government works. They don't know about mm-hmm. economics, you know, learn more about those kind of things. And then you won't be in the dark and you won't, you won't be overtaken in, in an instant. Yeah, because when you have this, it, it arms you, the knowledge arms you to say, okay, here's what's really going on. I think what, what ends up happening with a lot of what's going on right now with cancel culture or whatever, there's this idea of when you feel um, transgressioned or you feel like someone disrespected or whatever the word is, you're coming at it from emotion because you feel like, oh, they, they disrespected me or they don't realize I'm Jewish, I don't celebrate Christmas or whatever it is. Um, that maybe no, they didn't know. They were just wishing you a Merry Christmas. And from coming at it from the perspective that there's only a right way, wrong way to think, how dare they said this or did that, whatever, instead of having a dialogue and saying, okay, let me not look at this emotionally. Let me just say what they really meant and so that we can have a honest human to human conversation. Yeah, offense is a part of life. I mean, you just gotta realize that you're gonna get offended. There's just no way to avoid it. But the problem is, government is protecting some people and not others mm-hmm. so th- they'll protect you know say like transgendered people but they won't protect christians so, mm-hmm. you know yeah. christians can be offended too but they don't care it's just certain groups that get protected and others don't so like i said before we got to have just weights and just balances yeah. and we got to live according to the rule of law exactly and uh, we don't want the rule of law to be whatever it is today, whatever this person feels like or that person feels like, because then we have nothing to stand on. It's like standing standing on sand or there's no concrete uh, yeah. foundation. Um, but this has been a great conversation, but it reminds me, Brian, just before we leave here, um, there's a book I read a number of years ago uh, by a German citizen who had been around during um, the time of um, Nazi reign. And he wrote, wrote the book way after World War II, but he said, you know, many people have asked us German people, how do we ever let him get to power the way he did and the tyranny and what happened to the Jews? And he said, you know, it wasn't a one-step process. It was basically like, oh, it looks good. He's gonna help us all. The finances are gonna get better. And, and then bit by bit, the narrative with, oh, you know, your problems are really these people over here, um, you know, all of this started to come about bit by bit until, you know, the flag comes down and there's machine guns on the corner. And, you know, are you, so and then it got to the point where now I'm scared of having my head blown off and I'm not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I thought it was a really interesting cautionary tale, which I don't remember the book, unfortunately, the name of it. But what I remember being amazed at, I was thinking the same thing. How could a whole group of people be that dumb? And uh, as you said, this is not the first time Nazi Germany wasn't the first time this what's going on right now isn't the first time it's happened over and over and over again in human history. Um, But I love that you've written this cautionary tale. Where can people get a copy of Chains of Slavery and find out more about you? Uh, Well, they can go to my website at uh, brianrodolfi.com, B-R-I-A-N-R-I-D-O-L-F-I.com. And you can get my books wherever books are sold. 
Awesome. That's wonderful. Well, I thank you again for really putting that, putting this message out there. Uh, we really need to uh, look at it deeper, see our history, where we're going, and how we can really pull back from this not good direction we're going in. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Brian Rodolfi, for coming to Savvy Broadcasting's Forbidden Speech. My pleasure. Thank you. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more Forbidden Speech or Savvy episodes, visit SavvyBroadcasting.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at LifeUnscriptedRadio.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.